In this episode, I talk with Marlene Bell, who wrote a book called Pickleball, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Marlene discusses why she wrote a humorous book on pickleball, how she came up with the subject matter for the book, and plans for her next book. If you like to laugh, then the show is for you. Let's get to the intro to hear more. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I would like to welcome to the podcast, Marlene Bell, who's an author who's written Pickleball, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Welcome, Marlene. Thank you, Lynn. I appreciate it. I'm so glad that we could get together today. I know we had a little bit of technical issues at the beginning, but you sound great now, so I really appreciate that. Normally, when I start the podcast, I do like to ask somebody kind of their origin story, and can you tell me a little bit about how you got started playing pickleball? Well, I saw a travel show, and they were showing a local community, and people were playing pickleball, and I just looked at that, God, that looks fun. And the people that were playing it were in their 50s and 60s, like me. And the court was smaller. And because I used to play tennis and I have bad knees and I can't play tennis anymore. And I thought, man, that looks like so much fun. And it just brought something alive inside of me. And I thought, I need to, I need to do that. I need to find out where I can play that and how I can do that. And eventually, probably about a year later, I moved to another community and I was looking at houses. And the house I saw was two houses away from the pickleball courts. And I was like, that's my house. That is the house I'm going to live in because it's two houses away from the pickleball courts. And then I went down and I just, they were playing every day at nine o'clock. And I just went down there and the people were so nice to me. Just pickleball people, honestly, are just the nicest people. And they're nice and they're inviting and they were kind. And I really felt a sense of friendship and community. And I've grown from my little neighborhood courts to other courts and traveled around a little bit I've played, you know, a few hundred miles away. And every place you go, the people are just so nice. It's, it's brought me back to life, I think. Well, that's awesome. And I have to say, I am so jealous that you live two houses away from pickleball courts. I know. Yay. <laughs> so I'm just curious, too, as to how long ago you started playing and, you know, was it a fast transition from actually starting to play pickleball to writing a book on it or did it take a little bit of time? No, I started to play in November about 11, I guess it'd be 11 months ago. And within a few months I was just playing all the time. And I thought, this is crazy. I am just spending way too much time at this. I need to get a job. I need to be doing something. And then I thought, you know, the old saying, find what you love and make a living at it. And I thought, what can I do? What can I do? And so I started making pickleball crafts. I started making pickleball ornaments and pickleball keychains. And I had this whole big studio of craft supplies. And I wasn't nearly bringing in the amount of money in that I was spending at Michael's. Michael's like, yeah, here's Marlene again. And so I thought I need to do something else. And I thought, what can I do? What can I do? And I thought I can write a book. And so I looked at books on Amazon and they were all so serious and so instructional. And I thought, well, I can't do that. I don't know enough to do anything like that. And I went to play pickleball. And I was just like, everyone's having so much fun. And it's just, 
a joyous experience. And I thought, why don't I write a book about what fun it is to have play, to play pickleball? And we've got our own little lingo and we say our own little silly sayings. And I thought, that's it. That is my book. It's going to be a book on the joys of pickleball. And that's how this started. Well, that's pretty amazing in such a short period of time to do all that. Did you have a background as a writer? No, actually, I wanted to write books as a, as a career. Years ago, I loved Irma Bombeck, and I wanted to write books like Irma Bombeck. And my mother completely talked me out of that. She said, there's one Irma Bombeck, there'll never be another, don't waste your time. And I got a degree in business, <laughs> banking and finance. And I was going to be a CPA and I was just a couple classes short from being a CPA and had kids. So I was too far away from the university to finish it up. But at any rate, not my thing. And so it's got to be the point where I'm 60 years old and it's like, when's it going to be my thing? When's it going to be my time? It's like, it's, it's my time now. I, I'm going to do this. And I wrote uh, a couple books a couple years earlier. I wrote a stage play and, and I had uh, somebody who was going to do it. I used to go to University of North Florida and I sent it to a little theater around University of North Florida and they were going to do it until they found out I was living in Northern California. And that was, but I put the bug in me and I just want to write, I'm, I'm going to write more books. I just want to share a little happiness. There's just not enough smiles and laughter in this world. I agree, especially at this point in this world here at the beginning of 2021 with COVID and yeah. numerous other things going on. Yeah. Well, I remember my father passed oh, 30 years ago and his best friend really, really took it hard. And he just was in a slump and he just could not get out of it. And at the time, the movie Tootsie was out and he saw Tootsie. And that was the first time in months he'd laugh. And his wife came over and said he saw Tootsie and he was laughing and he was having it brought the spark back into his life. And I thought, you know, what a wonderful thing for someone to spend two hours and just totally change their lives. And then I've known other people have a little bit of depression. I'm from outside of San Francisco and they were really, really in a sad state. And they went to see Beach Blanket Babylon in San Francisco and they just lit up. And it's just if I could just put in little bits of light and joy in somebody's life, that is, you know, a real blessing for me. Well, I know that Beach Blanket Babylon closed actually even before COVID because my brother, I think, yeah. saw the last show. He loved the show, too. And I'm, I'm definitely with you on Tootsie. That's actually one of my favorite movies. And it's just so it's hilarious and, and very uplifting, just like you said. Yeah, it's really it's great. I love that. Well, in terms of, you know, it sounds like you didn't have too much of a background in, in writing books or anything like that. What right. what was involved in, you know, getting a book published and now you've got, you know, a bunch of five-star reviews on Amazon? Yay. Well, I just, like I said, what can I do to make a living? Because I thought this is ridiculous, the amount of time that I'm putting in pickleball and not making any money. And then, like I said, I looked at Amazon and all the books were really instructional and they were serious. And I thought, when I play with my friends, we just go to have fun and we laugh and we joke. And it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's so joyous. And I thought, that's what needs to be covered. So I just started writing down notes when I came home and I'd write down something that somebody would say. 
and I'd laugh at it. Then I'd write down something. And so I had this little journal of little sayings and little things that we did. And then one of my section in the book is called Ask the Pickler. And most of those stories are things that happened to my friends. And I just wrote it down, Ask the Pickler, like, you know, I'd answer it. But anyway, I just started writing notes. And then I got a book and it's called Writing Screenplays That Sell. It's by John Hughes. And it's about, because I love Tootsie so much. He didn't write Tootsie, but he wrote so many other good movies. And in the book, he breaks it down into characters and arc of a story, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought that that's I'm not up to that. I'm not up to that. I need to keep it simple. So I wrote my pickleball, the good, the bad and the ugly. And now I'm about to write another book about pickleball. That's going to be more of a story slash novel. That's probably more than you wanted to hear, huh? No, that's actually exactly what I wanted to hear, because I was curious okay. as to what your next writing project is. And, you know, I think once folks read your first book, they, they're going to want to know what the second one is about and when you expect it to come out. Well, I'm working on it probably, hopefully in a couple of months. And honestly, it's just based on my friends and things that happen on the pickleball court. And I'm just sort of changing the names that protect the innocent a little bit. But my friends are such characters and we've all got such unique personalities. And that's one thing that's fantastic about pickleball is we don't discuss politics. So it, it, so because of not discussing politics, we incorporate so many different personalities. And, you know, I've got really, really, really liberal friends and I've got really conservative friends and we all play together and we just love each other. And we have so much fun. But if we talked about politics, it would be uh, ugh, not good. So pickleball is fantastic that people it's it's, you know, well known. You well known when we play. You just don't discuss politics. You just keep it fun and light and happy. And and that by doing that, you just incorporate so many different people. And like I said, I've, I've got great characters from my books because we're all who we are. We all allow ourselves to be who we are, but no politics. Well, that's great, especially in this political climate. I think that's a, such a great idea. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there's there's a couple places where they do talk about politics and we just know, nope, not going there. It's not a happy place. Yeah. So with the current book, Pickleball, the Good, the Bad and the Ugly, go ahead and give listeners a little bit of idea of the chapters in in the book and kind of how it's structured. Okay, let's see. I'll flip it open here. Well, there's an introduction, you know, naturally, and it, and it says, you know, why I love pickleball. And I bought my house a couple doors away from pickleball, and I fell in love with pickleball before I even played it, just by watching it and seeing the excitement and the happiness of people who are playing it. And then also knowing that I have the ability to play it. Uh, it's not such a, a big court where I have to run around and, uh, you know, push my physical abilities. And then the first chapter is personalities, pickleball players, and all of these are people that we know. Um, addicted Annie, it says Annie lives for pickleball. Her motto is coffee, pickleball, wine, sleep, repeat. If Annie's not on the court, she's probably in the hospital. And it just, I'm just laughing now. Dinosaur Dean, I know someone like this, he's in his 80s. And it says Dean farts dust. He won't run, he won't gather balls, and he won't put up with your nonsense. And it's just different personalities. There's Hippie Harmony, and she refuses to wear shoes. It says Hippie Harmony. She wears tie-dye plays either in bare feet or Birkenstocks and it's just smoked a little. And then, oh my gosh, chauvinist Chuck. Chuck only plays with other good old boys who would rather spend the day on the sidelines than share a court with a woman. And then I said, Chuck, you make me want to up Chuck. <laughs> and he does. 
<laughs> I can't tell you many times when you go there in the middle, they play with the other men. It's just like, really? Come on. And, and then the second chapter is, oh, pickleball terminology, things you hear on the court. Like, it's all you. I thought you're going to poach that. And then somebody misses the ball. They look at the other player and said, I thought you were going to poach that too. And the middle's your responsibility. You need to communicate. And then just a list of excuses. The ball is flat. The ball is cracked. The ball is cheap. I can't play with that color ball. And it goes on for pages of the most ridiculous excuses. Chapter three is more, more sayings and expressions. Chapter four is called Dear Pickler. And it's just like, like I said, a dime store version of Dear Abby for pickleball. And it's usually things, I, I would say 95% of this is, are things that have happened on the pickleball court that I've heard other people say or do. And then chapter five, keep it kosher. I've got most of these, I was playing at Chico and outside the gate at Chico, they list what pickleball should be like and they list the rules and the etiquette for pickleball and honestly I just copied most of the rules on outside the the fence at Chico ball at at Chico at the pickleball courts and then the next chapter is called keep it spicy and this is kind of more of an r-rated things that you say at pickleball like uh couples that pickle together stay together and mm, I think I might have a dinking problem I yeah, just silly things. Serve me a double. If you, I just so anyway, it's it's just it's just a silly little book. Never under, underestimate a woman with a paddle. I think of OPD, obsessive pickleball disorder. A day without pickleball won't kill me, but why bother? I'm I'm a pickleball addict on the road to recovery. Just kidding. I'm on the road to the pickleball court. It's just so. It's mostly primarily just a bunch of sayings and things that are. A specific to pickleball that we hear and we say and we laugh and we joke and yeah, and then the, the they're pickleball they're pickler right i think my favorite chapter was the spicy pickler of course the r-rated one yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right couples that pickle together stay together and yeah yeah i didn't put the x-ray <laughs> we have a little x-rated stuff i'm like ert I mean, and yeah, the other day, the men were all sitting around talking about, okay, I'll go there. They're talking about putting Viagra in their paddles to remember to keep their paddles up. We're like, come on, come on. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I keep having to pull the mic away from me so I, so people don't just hear me constantly laughing as we talk about this. Yeah. Oh, you heard that about the Viagra in their paddles? Oh, yeah, that was that was great. So, yeah, yeah. The- this one, these these men, they're in their 60s. They're talking about hollowing out. And then they're like, oh, we're going to go on Shark Tank. We're going to spell special special pickleball paddles. We're going to have it hollowed out. I'm going to put Viagra in it. And then your paddle will always be up. And it's just like, oh, come on, come on. So it's just, you know, it's silly. We have fun. Well, that's great to hear. And I think one of the things that you said is probably what I hear the most on the pickleball court, which is I cannot play with that color ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were do- actually we were doing that last night. We switched our balls out three times. Somebody hit a lousy shot. Oh, my God, it had to be the ball. Yeah. Like Tiger Woods, when he plays golf, he goes, oh, it must have been the ball. I don't think so. So I know your next book is going to be definitely lighthearted, but will it be uh, similar in terms of, you know, the sayings and ask pickler and, you know, is it kind of oh. same format? 
No, it's not going to start lighthearted. Actually, it's going to be a, about a woman, sort of my story, a woman who's recently divorced and it starts off at her therapist's office and she is just mad and she's like gar, gar, gar. She's fed up and disgusted. And the first couple chapters are going to be, I'm sure a lot of women can relate to this. It's just getting divorced. Her husband cheated on her. She's fed up. She's disgusted. And her therapist talks her into, you know, what makes you happy? What brings you in? And she says, well, tennis. When I was a kid, I played tennis. And um, she gets out and because she can't physically play tennis anymore, she starts playing pickleball. And then through pickleball, she meets all sorts of wonderful people, has great fun and really develops her self-worth. She went from feeling just like garbage about herself because of her marriage and her husband cheating on her and putting all of her energy into this marriage. And then, of course, you know how many times when you um, get divorced, you lose your friends. His family's gone. So all the people you spent your Christmases and birthdays with, they're not part of your life. And you feel alone and fed up and disgusted. So that's where it pretty much begins. I'm trying to keep it lighthearted, though. And then it works its way around. So the arc of the story is she playing pickleball, meeting friends, just getting the happiness and joy back into her life. And then at the end of it, well, I can't tell you the end of it, but I think it's going to be good. And, it's, and I'm writing down, I've been writing down stuff that, that's happened in pickleball. Like one, one story, she goes to a tournament and this happened to me. I was such a wreck. I was covered with hives. Everything I said, my face had hives in it. I just, so my character in one part is going to have hives and it's just what, what happened to us and what my friends say. And I've got a friend and like I said, the different personalities of my friends are just outrageous. So I'm going to have my friends in those characters. Yeah. I've just got a great, great, great group of friends that I've never would have met if it weren't for pickleball. Well, perfect. Don't don't share too much because I know you want people to actually purchase the book and read it. But I, I agree. It's something that it sounds like, you know, a lot of, you know, in this case, women can really relate to. Yeah. And even the man that coached me, he was going through a divorce. And that's how he started pickleball because he could not get this divorce out of his head. And then when you go to pickleball, I mean, you're, you're kind of transcended. Half the time you can't remember what the score is. So he's not thinking about his divorce. Like me, you know, I wasn't thinking about my divorce. We were thinking, how the ball's coming. I got to hit the ball. I got to hit the ball. So you've got an hour, two hours, three hours. You've got a little space in your life where you're not thinking about garbage. You're just, you know, thinking about hitting the ball, hitting the ball, hitting the ball, getting better. And then before you know it, all the rest of the good stuff creeps into, hey, this, I've been playing with this lady. She's really nice. And this man over here is nice. And you just get the levity back in your life. So pickleball is, it's a blessing for a lot of people. It really is. Yeah, I definitely agree. So today I just want to finish up by asking you a couple more questions. And one of them is, which pickleball paddle do you play with and why do you use that one? I play with a paddle tech, the Tempest. And because the man who was coaching me, he was a paddle tech uh, rep and he gave it to me and this is the only one, oh, I got a cheap one when I first started, but this is the only actual one I've ever used. And it just fits perfectly in my hand. I've got bigger hands and it fits perfectly in my hands. And uh, it seems to work. I really like it. I'm sure I'm going to stick with it. I've tried other ones from my friends and no, but this one seems to do it for me. Well, that's a great paddle. I know a lot of people use it. So to finish up today, then, if somebody wants to reach out to you, Where's the best place for them to get in contact? Probably at the park. Go, hey, Marlene. I'll say, yes. <laughs> but other than that, the park, I guess through Facebook, and I'll start looking at it more often. 
Yeah, I don't look at Facebook very often because sometimes it's kind of a negative thing, but I'm, I really need to start looking at it. I'm not very tech at all. My friends call me Wilma Flintstone. So, but I, definitely through Facebook, Marlene Bell, the lady with her, the blonde lady with my face in the paddle, that would be me. All right. Well, Wilma, oh, I mean, Marlene, thank you oh, so yeah, much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I enjoy talking to you. All right. Well, take care. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes. 